This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. I am Rob Crane here with Chris Valente. Chris, how are you? I'm great, Rob. How are you? You know, I'm making it. We're making it today. Um, so I say making it because on Friday, Chris, leaving my waiter job at the ballpark, and uh, I got in a car accident. What? I did. I was driving down Little Division Street in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Some guy didn't uh, know there was a stop sign at an intersection. Went full-fledged, smashed right into the backside of, uh, like, into my, I I drive an SUV and right into, like, the rear passenger door. And, like, yeah, effed it up pretty good. Like, I, So, uh, wasn't your fault. Wasn't your fault. It was not my fault. I was literally driving straight. Like, I could not do anything else besides drive straight. Well, I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, and the other guy's okay, too. But the, uh... Hobbled the car back to McCoy Stadium, and then uh, it was towed. So is is it fixable? Uh, I think so. The uh, estimate comes uh, tomorrow, so we'll find out. That's, that's but everything's always, okay. That's I haven't been in a car accident since I was like 16 years old, so I yeah, had no idea a, what to do. Yeah, you're like, do I call the insurance? Do I call the cops? What do I do here? I called the cops, um, and then they came up. Uh, but luckily there were, there was all these, like, it was like the thing in the neighborhood, right? So like all these people come out from their like houses and stuff and see what's going on. So he T-boned the back of you? Yeah. T-boned the back of me. Uh, but he didn't have a driver's license and, uh, yeah. Does he have insurance? I don't know. Uh, luckily my insurance has, you know, underinsured and non-insured people coverage. So I'm good. Uh, it just is, it's never, it's not fun. No, it's an awful process because it's something you have to now deal with where you weren't planning on dealing with it. Now, if you have to get a new car, you weren't planning on buying a new car, and it still costs you more money in the long run because then you have to buy the new car. They never give you enough to make to get the new – it's a pain in the ass. Right, but totally. But you're it, it is what it is. I didn't, get, I didn't get hurt. The other guy didn't get hurt. No one else got hurt. Uh, I was also thankful my daughter My daughter sits in the back on that side, right? So, like, thank God oh, yeah. that she wasn't in there. So, all in all, fine. But uh, Not a great way to end a week. Not a great way to end a week, though we did have a beautiful dining on the diamond this past weekend. It was great. It's making money, doing well. The wait list for this dining on the diamond thing now, Chris, two thousand people. How are you ever going to get to that? Can you can you fulfill a two thousand person waiting list? I don't think so, but you <laughs> so, can. So, so everyone on the back of the waiting list is just chilling, hoping that people cancel. Right. So we'll see. And then uh, 
you know, because you can do a hundred, basically a hundred tables uh, a night. So it's 300 a weekend. You guys might have to find uh, some more tables to put in the parking lot if you have 2,000 people waiting. Right. So we'll see. But yeah, it's unbelievable. It's so popular. Uh, Friday, I am uh, presenting to like 60 or 100 other minor league baseball people on like how to do this in their markets because it's very transferable. If you just well, put a bunch I, of freaking tables they, on the no, field. No, they, they, they can't do it. They don't have Rob Crane as the waiter. That, that's the whole. The I am probably. I'm pretty sure. Around. I'm pretty sure uh, I'm the best waiter in New England. I mean, you have a two. Is there a restaurant that has a 2,000 person waiting list? I'm the best. Exactly. I'm the best waiter uh, in New England. You guys should create uh, a Yelp like restaurant thing to start getting reviews. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. We should definitely do that. You I, should uh, totally have like a review thing on Yelp and like go review us on Yelp or like Google. Yeah. And I would, uh, I would make sure that uh, people, I would, uh, I would encourage people to say, say Rob Crane's the greatest waiter in New England. Speaking of reviews, if they're willing to do that, they should go and review <clears throat> our podcast. Yeah, rate and review. That helps. We've gotten some. We've gotten some recently. No, it's great. Everybody who takes the time to do it, much appreciated. But do it more often, and it pumps us up the charts. So yes, please. Before we usually don't ask until the very end when people are probably checked out. <laughs> so maybe we should do it here and say, please take your time and go click do that five it stars now. Does that work? yes, that works too. That, that works. works. Just yell at them. Big news since we last talked last Wednesday, right? Sure. Wednesday. Baseball's back. Baseball's back. The boys are back in town. The boys are back in town. Remember that song? No singing. No sing- Yeah, Do I remember? Yes, I do remember that song. Guess who just got back today? Those wild out boys who've been away. Who sings that song? The boys are back in town? Yeah. Uh... I don't know. So me and my when we were, me and my uh, roommate when uh, and best friend in life looked that up. Whenever we uh, went home from college and we got back to our hometown and it would be like entering Burlington, Mass. We would blare that song because we were dorks, but it was hilarious. Thin, li- at the time. Thin Lizzy. Oh, Thin Lizzy. Thin Lizzy. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that. It was a it was a jam, man. And oh, the boys definitely. are back, right? Baseball's back. Yeah. We're excited. The boys and are back. I am the... a uh, terrible singer, but I don't care. It's your podcast. Sing away. Uh, <laughs> baseball is back, and it seems like which which is this, which I kind of thought would happen. All of the negativity that was surrounding the negotiations and people being pessimistic about, oh, who cares? Like blah blah blah. blah. These guys are jerks. Once they announced it was back and the schedule is coming, everyone's like, hey. Flipped a switch. Everyone's like, I can't wait. Baseball's back. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, so, right? yeah. I'm excited um, for it, too. It's nice just to – it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun, yeah, it's, fun uh, to watch. July, like, 24th to 27th is the target window. 60 games. When does the schedule be, come out? Uh, soon. I think they they uh, they had to figure out still some, like, probably logistics on the health side that they've, they're have they ironing out, which they've all agreed to. But still, it's a massive, massive document of protocols – yeah. There's some players that are able to opt out based on health concerns or pregnant wives. But like Mike Trout and Bryce Harper, they have pregnant wives. There's three ma- – so it's Harper, Trout, and Garrett Cole. Oh, jeez. But they don't get paid so, if they don't play, right? No, they do. They're, if, you have an, if you have an underlying health condition 
or you have a pregnant wife, you cannot play and still get paid. It'll be interesting. <laughs> yes, it will. Uh, so, yeah, that's... The Yankee fans might be like, "I have uh, Garrett Cole." Oh, no, Garrett, no Garrett Cole. No, so the Yankees, no, so the, no the, Garrett Cole. The odds came out today for favorite for World Series, and there's two co-heavy favorites: it's the Dodgers and the Yankees, like heavy, heavy favorites. I think followed by like the Astros, the Braves. Uh, and What's the over/under in the uh, times uh, the Astros uh, hit by pitches in sixty games? So that's gonna probably. So did you see they? I don't know if you saw this. They banned fighting. They no can't brawl? ban fighting. It doesn't work that way. No, they did. They like it's like an automatic. Um, no, no, like, no. If you f- I'm I'm sure they did, but it doesn't work that way. No, but I think the penalties are going to be so severe they pretty much banned them. So like you can't fight. No, no fighting. So they're kind of like sitting ducks in the batter's box. If you're so you just astros. plunk them all the time. You could, yeah, without could. any repercussions. You could, other than fined and suspended, yeah. yeah. But for no hitting could, somebody, no one, sorry, fastball got away. Right. I mean, if you hit the whole lineup, that would be probably pretty obvious. What's going to happen, though, with with which is going to make the season crazy, is you're going to have because they're going to they're reconfiguring all like the divisions and logistics of who's going to play who because of travel, right? So yeah. they're going to have a lot of uh, stud pitchers all pitching against each other for the first time. Like you're going to have probably Degrom with. With Garrett Cole, uh, with Scherzer, like all those guys will be in like the same group of people. It's gonna be wild. It's gonna be sixty, like sixty games. They, sh- I saw someone put out the the the, the graphic of where the everyone was in the standings at sixty games last year. The Nationals who won the World Series wouldn't have made the playoffs. It's uh, yeah, the, the Nationals started like frozen cold and then turned red hot. But uh, you gotta stay hot. I mean, it's quick. There's no time to like have a slump. It's going to be – I'm curious on the quality of effort by the pitchers. Why? Because if you're – say you're going into a contract year. Like Garrett Cole has got nothing to lose, right? He's already – he's locked up forever. If you're going into a contract year and you're 60 games and you've already missed spring training, you're restarting, do you go full bore and blow your arm out potentially and risk it all for – this season, or do you all of a sudden see a lot of guys with? Because if, if you get hurt and go on the DL with a pulled hammy or a sore arm, you get paid. I understand that, but there's some point. Doesn't your natural competitiveness just come out I and think say like, so. "F it, like we're gonna play and I want to play"? Because I think there's some people right that might take advantage of the system. Like Manny Ramirez would have pulled a hammy game one. That's what I guess. <laughs> yeah, game I agree game, one, game but, one, you'd be like, oh, I'm out. But I think. But no, I agree. Most guys at that level are going to be competitive. They're but it's so. Gonna be, it's they're gonna just be wired differently. I know. But it's it it's a it's weird, right? It's 60 games. It's Sprint. like a blink of an eye for a baseball season. Sprint. It's over. I feel like I've be worked 60 game homestands. <laughs> right. It's going to be fascinating because anybody could win. I don't. I think anyone, because like if you get hot, or someone gets hurt, or gets COVID, it's right. gonna be a it's gonna be wild. But baseball's back, which leads. I mean, whoop, NHL's whoop, announced their comeback. Sorry, that was just NBA. Me being you singing again? Singing again? NBA. Guess who just got back today? Those wild out boys have been away. 
<laughs> were you blaring that in your car as you rolled into town? Is that what yes, you were doing? Yes, that's exactly what we did. You know, uh, I'm trying to think of what kind of car that he had. I had a 1996 Ford F-150 in college. Uh, did you have called, a Confederate flag sticker on the back of it that you told everyone not to listen to anymore if they did? Uh, no, I did not do that. But I just liked the truck, and it was a stick shift, and it was uh, it was great. Drove stick, huh? I, stick? I did, yeah. Ford F-150. Yeah, right. That was a fun. That was a fun car. But yeah, we would blare that stuff, and it was that song, and it just made it just make me laugh. And I would sing it just like that. I didn't have to sing an acapella on a podcast for you know thousands of people to listen to, but I don't care. Wait, whoa, whoa! You, that was acapella. Oh, you don't have music in the background, isn't that what acapella means? <laughs> sure, but I didn't. Yes, sure. Yep. <laughs> that's what it means, right? Isn't does is the definition of acapella? I don't know if I just got this wrong. The definition of acapella is basically singing with no music in the background. Right. No, but I, typically you hear someone sing when they say they're singing acapella. It sounds better. Oh well, yeah, I'm not a <laughs> singer. I can't sing. I don't have but a they musical make, they bone make in my body. With their voices like boom, 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 no, like there's some. Yeah, there's other there's people who are making other sounds with their mouth to make it sound like there's music happening. That's not the definition of acapella. I understand that. But when someone sings, they're singing acapella. Like if someone's just walking around in the room, you're, just, you're not going to be like, oh, you're an acapella singer when you're just singing. I didn't yourself. call me an acapella singer. I said I was <laughs> singing acapella, which is different, I think. I don't know. Someone will correct us, I'm sure. Anyway, I, I can't sing, but I like to sing. How about that? That's fine. I mean, most people like to Most people Speaking can't of sing. singing, Pearl Jam's got a concert tonight. We got to like wrap uh, this thing up pretty oh, soon. We can do a 13 minute podcast. Is that definitely happening? I kept trying to find it online. I, couldn't I got find an email anything. from my uh, 10 Club. What time is it at? 10 30? I don't know. I'd have to look it up. Um, anyway, what are we talking about? Well, sports are coming back. <laughs> Just... <laughs> right. So I like also... the boys. Like the boys. Like the boys. The boys are, the boys are back in town. Um, but this does bring up something that actually has relevance. Is it does. for the most part, you know, we've been talking about people uh, reaching out and everything. And before COVID, you know, you may have been working with somebody in regards to a job, and you don't really know how to start that conversation. Uh, but you now's kind of feels like the time to start having those conversations about your too late, too late. If you're going to start reaching out, no, this goes to what we, if you're going to start the process now and you've had three months, shame on you. Shame Shame on you. you. Now is when you start re-reaching back out to folks you should have connected with two, three months ago with a really succinct, like, hooray email, quick summary bullet points of what you've been doing in the past couple months because we've been telling you for how long now to be doing shit and not just sitting on your ass. Right. To re-engage the conversation. If you're reaching out now in for hopes of landing a job for the first time. You're screwed. Hit hit stop on the podcast. You've learned nothing. Just move on. Well, unless you're the first time listener. If you're a first time listener, hit stop on this podcast. Go back and start from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> but if you've been listening to this podcast for almost a year now and you haven't reached out to anyone in these last three months yeah, what and the have hell you no been one doing? to follow up with, hit stop. Stop listening to us because you're people wasting People are going to get busy now. Like all those baseball exactly. people that you haven't reached out to, like they didn't have shit to do. Now they do. Oh my, like, I can't tell you how much more my day is filled up with activity compared to it three weeks ago. Like, I, it was this weird lull of like, 
we knew baseball was coming back, but they were still working on it. And we're like, okay, what are we really talking about here? There's nothing to talk about. And then, bam, baseball's back. Like, okay, go. But if we, hadn't done, done, if we didn't, hadn't done anything on our own side and we just hadn't talked to a sponsor in three months, we'd be screwed. But we had done all the groundwork, laid the groundwork. So our next note was like, hey, great news. Baseball's back. Let's finalize what we've been working on for the last three months. If your next note to someone in the industry is like, hey, congratulations, baseball's back. I'm Johnny Smith. Would love to connect with you. And you've never connected with that person. Good luck. That person has no time for you right now. Right. Um, I had, yesterday you talked about. I had thirteen meetings yesterday. That's that's that seems like abuse. It's excessive. Thirteen Did meetings. You, that's like my days at DraftKings. I'm not even like I every day from like eight a.m. to eight p.m. I went from phone call to phone call to phone call to phone call to phone call, and I couldn't keep my head straight because I talked to so many different people in so many different meetings, and it was all external with different partners that we had of like either teams, leagues. I, I was just on a meeting for 12 straight hours every single day. And I didn't know, I couldn't even keep my head like above water. And I didn't know what the hell was going on or half the time who I was talking to. It was crazy town. Yeah. So 13 meetings. I can empathize with that. Yeah. And today I was like, I have seven. Not too bad. Um, who the hell are you talking to? 13 meetings. I'll, 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 I'll tell you. Let's go through 13 meetings. Um, are, you, are you planning this week's menu on the, with the chefs? For, we had a merchandise call. Uh, we had a call in regards to what happens if there's uh, Major League Baseball and they need uh, other players to play. Um, and could, Which it looks like we're going to because guys are already testing positive for COVID, so they better have a lot of guys waiting in the wings. We had a week, our normal front office meeting. I had a sales pitch, a, a legal call with a sponsor, an internal meeting about a, a new partner, a corporate partnership meeting. Uh, a, what this one was a what? I don't know. Who cares? I had thirteen of them, but like no, no one really cares about my calendar. But there was like a boatload, and they went from all the way to that till a Pawtucket YMCA board meeting. So there was a lot of a lot of stuff, but no one really gives a damn about my calendar. It's just getting to go back to the point um people are getting busier now and if you haven't done shit for three months you're screwed you got basically starting over in not like at zero you're starting in negative land and but now if you have been having a conversation i also think you got to be quick to the point and don't get don't write a paragraph Mm -hmm. about uh you know a soliloquy about what you've been doing that doesn't matter to them, right? If you've been working, Correct. if you were trying to get into, uh, I don't know, uh, social media marketing and you've put together a social media plan and you've been working diligently on your social media plan, yes, bring that up and include links to that. But if you've been working on gardening, then don't, no one cares. Like my schedule, no one cares. <laughs> gardening? <laughs> I don't know. It's like something that's irrelevant. I have a garden. I grow. I grow tomatoes. But yes, I would not tell. Is a that the first future... thing you're going to tell a sponsor or somebody that you're reaching out to? No, of course not. Or a future employer. I, uh, yeah, my tomatoes look great this year. <laughs> Cucumbers <laughs> are excellent. Uh, no, no, that that would I would. Gardening that. also seems like it sucks. Well, if you're applying for a job at like a nursery or Home Depot, then yes, that's what you would lead with. But do you like first. gardening? Uh, yeah. And by the way, you can't have a garden unless you're feel like you're 70 years old. That's not true. 
That is true. Name <laughs> no, one young person that has a garden. Name like a twenty-something-year-old person that's like, you know, what's awesome gardening because it's not that no, awesome. I bet you. No, I bet you a lot of twenty-something-year-olds who like live in the city. They do it on the patio. They do like the grow the growers thing on their patios and definitely no people grow vegetables. No, they don't. Not the cool people. <laughs> people don't garden. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just saying. Unless you're I like, like Home Depot has a whole plus. section of garden. Like, Fifty plus, people. you have a garden in your little suburban house, but no one like twenties or thirties gardens. I've had a garden for like four years, five years. Right. Grow tomato. I grow tomatoes, basil. You sound seventy years old. Zucchini. Jalapenos. Oh, Sonny, would you like some tomatoes? I made them fresh in my garden. <laughs> you don't make them, you grow them. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. I that made a tomato. Matter. What? I no. <laughs> Same thing. Well, anyway. But similar. Don't lead with your gardening skills for a sales job unless you're applying to Home Depot nurseries. But... <laughs> right, but you understand what I was trying to say. Yes, no, but now is the time. But now is the time to reach out to people and show them how you can add value. Fenway has a garden, by the way. We have Fenway Farms. If you want to work for us, you can tell us about your garden skills. That <laughs> makes sense. Don't, right. don't hate on the gardening. Anyway, but so. But yeah, you're not it, doing it? What do you are, mean, are, doing or it? are you? Do you have a secondary job? It's like, all right, let me make a few phone calls and let me go pick some weeds out of the cucumber patch. <laughs> Fenway Farms? No, I'm, I'm not. Really some squash. <laughs> Love about. squash. Love summer squash. Ugh. Anyway. But yes, if sports are coming back, you should be reaching out to your counterparts and your connections that you've made over the last few months, a year. Quick congratulations. Know you're super busy. Would love to fill you in on what I've been doing, XYZ. Also, any way I can help, I'm here. Like, that's where... You're going to get that response from us because we do need help. And a lot of people are probably on a little bit moratorium I'm hiring because of the shortened seasons. Yeah. But that will click in our minds down the roads. Like we just did, a, I was telling you before this, we Fenway Sports <clears throat> Management, we couldn't do our associate or internship program right there for the Red Sox, right? Because how the hell are you going to really do it and not be able to go to the games and all that other yeah, fun right. stuff? So we launched FSMU. And we had 250 kids sign up to come and learn from executives where we then would present to them what we do, how we do it, and kind of just give an overall spiel of how the whole business world works. Yeah. And I give those 250 kids credit for having the wherewithal to sign up for that, to join it, to actually have something and a reason to reach out. I mean, I got 75 LinkedIn's yesterday. So You're like Mr. Popular on LinkedIn. No, but like, 75, 75 LinkedIn's, what did the other 150 do? Can we also talk about that, too? You got 75. Do you remember any of them? Well, it was, it was yesterday. But oh, but here's the difference. I'd say only seven of them. Like, so, <clears throat> okay. You how got many, 75 of them. How many wrote you a little note in your thing, or how many did just sent you the request? I'd say 70 of them wrote a note. 70 of them wrote a note? Yes. With wow, something specific to what I said. Than I thought. I thought so it was here's, seven here, of them. So here's where they fell short. And it was funny because this came up on our FSM University topic. Someone asked a question 
and someone presented themselves as like they weren't great at networking younger in their career, how they get over that. Probably 70 of them sent a note. Only six asked for a follow-up conversation. Ah, I see what you're saying. That's so, uh, that's going above and beyond. That's And what did you say to those six? A, I, have six I have six calls scheduled. Yeah, great. I, you know, I was doing... Uh, I was... Uh, doing our interview for next week. A guy named Jonathan White. He's the director of group sales for the San Jose Sharks. Okay? And we were talking about this uh, on the podcast today when we were inter- when I was interviewing him on, like, what's going on. And he was saying, when you do those LinkedIn ones, he says, it drives me crazy when people just send me the request, right? It's like, oh, the, you know, that's the least amount of effort that you could ever put in. He yep. goes... I want a feed, my feed, to have value. What value are you going to bring to me? And I think asking for the call is a great way to, you know, separate yourself. But also, like, what do you, what value, we talk about what value are you going to bring? Like, what are you trying to get out of it? And what are you going to provide to the other person matters. And I think you've got to think through that uh, a bit. I agree. Because we always say that is if it's all about you, that's not that's, the best way to reach out. No, that's like not close to the point. No, and the but don't be afraid to ask for the business. And those six people who asked for the business got it right. They, I'm hoping they asked our my other colleagues too the same question. I'm, I'm assuming they all said yes to the same thing. Those people are going to have one-on-one conversations with executives within Fenway Sports. That's a huge leg up for the when the, the opportunities come around again that we can say, oh, I remember someone. There was a couple of people who saw I was on the panel, yeah. texted me from people who I had talked to previously <clears throat> or sent me an email saying, hey, so glad to see you're on this. Can't wait to hear what you have to say. Like, Again, All right. those are ways to reach out and keep connections going, right? Like, That's smart. All right. You're on the panel with 250. Yep. Basically, college age, early graduates. Yeah, the majority, the majority were either in college or right out of college. How many times did you plug front office features? None. What? So I, I, it would have been, it would have been, I would have gotten so much shit if I did because everyone was Who probably cares? waiting for me. Well, I knew they'd go to my LinkedIn, which is right there. Oh no, that's a bull excuse. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I it am too- so blatant when I'm on those things about front office features. It becomes a joke. No, I mean, if it was going outside of my organization, but I was on my company's time, I wasn't going to throw out my podcast. Why not? Hey, if you, like, if you like what you've heard here, come check out my podcast. Right? It's it's building the brand. Who do you think I'll tell them when I talk to them one-on-one? But you only talked to seven of them. There was 250. So far, so far. Ah, I'm hmm. upset with you. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, maybe I can, have all their email. I have maybe all their, you can I give can... each, all seven of them a tomato. <laughs> basil. I have more basil than tomato. Oh, basil. Basil. How about I see if I can get their emails and we put them to our list, our email distribution list? Perfect. We can do that. Well, we haven't sent out an email in a while. It's just extra work. I, yeah. I have oh, thir- that is a lot of work. It's all right. We'll find somebody. Um, anyway, but I do think as we get back here um, – you know, keep talking to people, even if you haven't reached out and you're late to the game, 
it's better be late to the game than not go to the game at all, right? So it's still a time where, you know, reaching out and finding these things. I saw one that we just shared on our LinkedIn page, too. The Celtics were doing yeah, something sem- similar, yeah, right? Celtics were doing a seminar, right? <clears throat> so there's more and more of this stuff happening, and there's more and more um, – people being able to do this and i was talking to when i was talking to jonathan today he's like man i'm talking to people all the time and we do it because we like to do it we don't do it because it's work you know what i mean i completely agree and i I actually like so i found our israel listener okay we have israel checked off from front office features we're at what 30 some countries 34 now there we go so Zach, just what I was telling you about in the Starbucks a year ago, we're definitely going to be in 35 countries in 10 months. <laughs> I, was that your pitch? I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah, that was not my pitch. We will be in. We'll be international stars. So the uh, he Zach Rob. So this was the first time I've had a conversation with somebody who might challenge Michael Scott for effort and attitude. Tell me about this person. I like him already. So he moved to Israel after high school. Okay. He is obsessed with baseball. Like him? Big baseball guy. Followed the world, the Israel Israel World Baseball team around for the World Baseball Classic in terms of just like scouting and doing all these things, operation. Like he is determined to work in baseball like okay and he's got three and he's got he's, he's, he's a little older so he's but he's got three sectors that he really wanted to work in one of them being uh e-commerce uh he's very into e-commerce the tech world in, in israel is big and i was like oh well then i mean baseball and e-commerce is fanatics i said like that's like you're you're in and he said he's talked to some folks here so i challenged him i was like look for every not to get all the way into the conversation so there's 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 somebody that's clearly you should be telling this amazing story of yourself too, who I think would find it interesting is Michael Rubin. Like, go for it. Like, you want to work in e-commerce and grow the game of baseball around the world and, and on the Israel side, you should be going for the top, highest of highs and reaching out to Michael Rubin. He's like, actually, I do have a connection. to Like, so now he's going to go and he's challenged himself to go get connected with Michael Rubin. But I can, the stuff that he was doing on the back end from an effort and attitude instead of just saying, Oh, I want to work in sports. Oh, and I love, and I love baseball. He like, he knew that wasn't the answer of why he should work in baseball, but the, his passion for growing the game and the younger generation and the, and the, and the, what he got so upset at when people say, Oh, that's a dying sport. Like that yeah. he's like, he, he could do something about that by working with BAM and on the, the social side of things. Like he was, it was a, it was a great, great, informational interview because it was refreshing again to hear someone who was so into it that unfortunately again we talk about this like COVID hits whatever but he will figure it out and I think he's a name to watch Zach Zach Rob like him like him him. love him and I I, you know good good name too Zach yeah and uh it's Sounds like he's he's got – I hope people understand that you just can't do, like, the easy thing and expect to achieve your dream job, right? That just doesn't happen that way. you got to go do what Mike Scott's doing and uh, what, you know, Zach Robb's doing. And, uh, you know, there's others that are doing this. But, like, if you just think that you're going to go there and find it on teamwork while you're sitting on your ass, like, there's no chance of that happening. 
not no it's not how no the world works no one's calling especially this world right no one's calling you up and be like hey we, we we know you're out there we saw your resume we'd love to bring you in for the gm job of the oakland athletics like that's just not how this works no i was talking the way go back to jonathan white i'm giving away all the interview for next week but uh he said he applied for one job and it was that's called tech- a tease rob a tease it's in the business right. it's a tease but i'm excited about it uh no, that's what you're doing you're teasing the interview teasing, teasing the interview uh Texas Legends in the D League, G League, I should say. Uh, he applied for that job, and it was his first internship out of uh, in college. Never applied for a job ever since. And he wor- has worked in the NBA, NHL, uh, NFL. Uh, never has applied uh, for a job since. All of his network uh, that he continues uh, has got him those jobs. That's how it works. That's how it works. When I got my job with the Pawsocks, it wasn't the uh, there wasn't anything posted. Right, it was all through knowing who the people that you knew that got you to the right person, being Larry Lucchino. Yeah, that's correct. That is correct. So, funny how the world works. It is funny how the world works. Can we also talk about something that has nothing? To, can we talk about something that has nothing to do with sports? It has everything to do with sports because this is part of our network. It is right. I know what, I know what you're about to say. Okay, I got a tweet from a friend who is a listener of the show, a guy named John Boswell. John used to be the assistant general manager with the uh, Lowell Spinners, now runs marketing for UMass Lowell. Great guy. So so John and I worked in the same city at the same time when I was with the Lowell Devils. So I've known John for years. But he's now working for my arch enemy, so that's a different story for a different day. <laughs> different story, different day. Um, but I did hear the story, and I can understand why. Anyway. Uh, Boz emails me and says, um, Rob Crane, at underscore Rob Crane. Follow, follow, follow me. What's the approach on Yellow Starburst? Just there to teach you uh, that not everything in life is what you want? And he sends me a quotes tweet, the Westchester Knicks. All right, let's hear it, fans. What's y'all's favorite flavor? Please don't disappoint us. And it's pink, red, orange, or yellow. First of all, as you read that tweet, I'm looking at the the Westchester Knicks used y'all. Westchester, New York. <laughs> just to I, put in Westchester, New York. I, almost, says y'all. I, I was just reading it verbatim. I feel awkward using the term y'all. What's y'all favorite flavor? It's Westchester, New York. What? What? Anyway, no one in Westchester, New York. Okay. Anyway, yeah. If if you lemon sucks, the it's yellow terrible. ones stink. Why yeah, would that be even be in there? It's not it, best flavor. My Rachel, my wife, we, we were ranking. You find out a lot about your spouse, about the ranking of Starburst flavors, right? Like, right. where do you put? So, I forget where she landed. I already forget because who the hell cares? But, but it's red or is pink, not number right? One. It's red, yes. right? So, it's red or pink is the correct. She, I think orange is her favorite. That's Fine. right. Orange is her favorite. But you're not a lunatic you know, serial killer. If you choose lemon, didn't didn't Mike Scott just say yellow is the correct flavor? And now I'm afraid of him, right? I <laughs> yes. I think he might murder me in my sleep, right? Because How, you like lemon starburst. Yeah, yellow. That's the worst. You throw them away. Yes, they're, they're garbage. They're, they're like they're, they're like um. What am I trying to think? The state of Alabama. You just throw it away, <laughs> right? It's pointless. It doesn't matter, right? They're there to make a bag your of day Starburst, worse. Like, remember like the, like a Ziploc bag of Starburst? I'd always have a yellow bag of Starburst left because I would never touch those 
Strawberries. Yeah. Why would you? Have, you? you have taste buds. <laughs> so I'm a normal human. I'm not a serial killer. You're not a serial killer. Uh, <laughs> like the guy who runs all our social media. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Mike. All right. Um, but I'm going to respond to this. Um, there, Yellow Starburst. I got more comments on the Yellow Starburst thing than uh, than most things that we've talked about. That... I, I I so wanted to name that episode like the Yellow Starburst conundrum or like, something <laughs> like, like there's no conundrum they stink and they're only there to tell you that like better days are ahead. I f- almost fell out of my chair. I literally almost fell out of my chair <laughs> during that. All right, but I'm gonna respond to Buzz and uh, give me a follow on uh, on Twitter at un- uh, underscore Rob Crane. You've been getting a lot of. Uh, traction on your linkedin posts my linkedin right now i am a social media mogul on linkedin social uh, media mogul yeah i'm pretty sure that's accurate um I've are you making money are you making money off of your linkedin posts? enough with your questions but uh <laughs> yeah i posted a few things and they've gotten uh they've uh they've done pretty good they've done pretty good so I uh, posted a picture of Polar Park and the construction. Yeah, how was your walk tomorrow? By the how way, how was your walk there? No, that's yeah, how tomorrow. was your walk there? Tomorrow, yeah. so I'll let you. Oh, know. okay. Uh, so I'll maybe take some video of it, and we'll go. We'll go through it, but uh, it looks pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. Speaking of our blooper, Mike Scott. I, I laughed out loud when he sent me that. <laughs> the wow. music makes it right. We look, we look ridiculous. We're like, duh, 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 duh. <laughs> right. No, stop. You stop. I don't know. You go. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're idiots, right? Good. We're just two idiots. Good behind the scenes. On... Just shows anyone with a microphone can have a podcast. Yeah, I'm pretty successful, too. All right. In... You, did you make a list this week? Is there anything else on your list? <sighs> I did. There's a couple things. I don't, they don't really fit seamlessly they, into they our garden. They don't fit seamlessly into this thing. To our um, gardening and their gardening and negotiate. You were supposed to make a list. Where the hell is your list? Well, that's what happens when you give me responsibility. I'm just not going to do it. <laughs> that, doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't bode well for your career. <laughs> just give me responsibility. I'm like, you're a great waiter. I am a great waiter. But, um, you know, I, I don't know. It just wasn't something. I, I need to do a list because I'll forget everything. Uh, that's what happens to me. I forget everything. I've, I And I took a couple things. I just put down some things that have been triggering so i got a lot of people reaching out over the course of the 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 one i did with lyle and adam of former colleagues and employees who were like oh remember this remember that remember that like just going down a memory lane type thing where you need to do that podcast with the omaha i gotta do some battle creek ones with battle creek ones too so there was just like these some of these laugh out loud stories that lyle and adam were like we wish we talked about this 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 and this one of the greatest things (laughs) just start laughing so when we first got to Albany, we had, we, we had to rush we had to rush to Albany quickly, right? Because so because Boz and UMass Lowell kicked us out, so we had to move across. <laughs> Boz had nothing to do with it, but UMass I know, he Lowell. wasn't there. He wasn't there yet. So we go to Albany. We have to scramble to hire staff, and like we had, we moved there Memorial Day weekend. AHL hockey kicks off in October. We don't have a staff. We have nothing. We don't have a, we don't have a locker room. We have to redo the whole building. <clears throat> Someone hired wasn't me. A director of core partnerships who was recommended to us, who kind of knew everyone in the business, had been in Albany for a while. I'll never forget. So you kind of heard some stories about. Our, did you listen to that podcast? The Adam Lyle one. I have not listened to it. I'm sorry yet. So our our former boss was little. It was tough. He was older. It was tough. He walks into his office 
and he sees him in the yellow pages, flipping through the yellow pages. And he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, looking for leads. He's like, looking for leads? He's like, what do you mean you're looking for leads in the yellow pages? You're supposed to have a big, like, contact list. He goes, get the hell out of here. You're fired. He fired, really? him. He fired him on the spot for looking <laughs> through the yellow pages? Yes. He's like, he's like my director of corporate sales can't be looking in the yellow pages. <laughs> Like, How long oh, is he there? Two weeks. <laughs> oh my God! He's looking for Lee. Uh, not good. <laughs> so that was one, and then there was another guy. Another director came after him. Another director of core partnerships, who was a called himself a coach because he like taught hockey, and he went up to our head coach one day, and started to give him skating tips. What? <laughs> Be like me going to Billy McMillan and be like, I'm not sure you're teaching how to throw a changeup correctly. Yes. So he told him, he's like, yeah, you, this is, this, they got the guys going to start, like, mind you, this is AHL hockey. These guys are one step away from the National Hockey League. And some of them have Hi- already been back and forth. Yeah. Highly touted prospects, like guys who are legit. Like it's not some fly by night prospect. Like they're good guys. They're good players. Like they're great players. He goes up and gives the guy, so he no longer worked for the organization. Oh my God. Like, he gave the coach skating tips. So the question was like, you should be selling. You have no sales. Why are you worried about skating tips? Why are you worried about skating? How many how many uh, corporate partners, how many dasher boards have you sold? Uh, zero. Are, but I have funnier, definitely taught some guys funnier how to skate. stories in my mind because I saw this all happen and play out. It was one of those, like, you kind of had to see this, like, and know my boss at the time who could have some moments. But, uh, yeah, this was this was the life of the miners. And well, trip down memory lane. Life of the miners. We live an interesting life. But that I miss it. I do I really do miss some of it sometimes. I don't miss the like you said, sixty game homestands of yeah. like the feeling like there's never a day off. But the what you're doing right now with di- dining on the diamond is awesome. It's a like, lot that of- stuff that stuff you miss. That I can understand. I would I would miss that, right? The creativity side of that, the coming up yeah with. no totally. and, uh, so i'm uh, i'm anxious to talk to some of my peers on friday about it and uh talk through some of those things so it's it's there's part of me that really i would love to see the other side of it like the big league side of it if you will but i also think I, i've been in this game long enough you and i say this game i mean the minor leagues when i talk to you right you say different words, and you're like a major league person. Like, go talk to Clarky. Go talk to, you know, some of the other people of your colleagues. Like, they speak differently. They're like big league guys. You got idiots like me. Like, I'm a minor league guy, but I don't mean that disparaging to me, right? Like, it's just different. And I find it, it, it is It is different. And I think it's because... I don't look, know. Look, we, well, Clarky and I probably used... We, we and you were both, both minor league people. Right. And I think it's just you, you do get forced to fit a certain mold in the, in the in the major league level because of the people that you're dealing with. Like, you're not dealing with CMOs typically at the minor league level, right? Like, you're just not having those conversations. No, you're, that's dealing with you're dealing with owner, You're dealing with local, local business owners and typically or car dealers or so forth like that. So it's a different situation, different environment, all that different stuff. Like... You, the amount of data and all the shit that we have to talk about to justify our deals is just different. It's just different, right? Right. Part but of I, I interested. There's, in and there's part of me that misses 
what you get to do and have it that level of like, I wouldn't call it casual, but just a little bit more relaxed. You know what I mean? Like it's like hard. Yeah, it's a you know. You, not that it, there's the pressures are different. It's just they're different people you deal with. Right. I'm with you. I'm with you. The process is kind of still the same. It's like, the same. I, you're still selling stuff and you're still operating stuff and you're still promoting the a team, which is no different. The biggest difference, and this is where people I think struggle having that transition, is the commas and zeros. Yeah, That's but a, I the yeah. back page. No, you're you're old. I'm saying like the younger folks, like right people who selling minor league tickets in the package is like what five hundred bucks for like a a, a ticket package. Yeah, like we sell forty dollar ticket packages. Right. To then go and sell at the Red Sox Sales Academy, and all of a sudden you're asking for ten thousand dollars. Like people mentally have that block which they need to get over, but the process is exactly the same. Yeah. In fact, it's actually harder at the minor league level. So if you can do it there, you just need to get over that fear of asking for money, and that's that's really the big difference. And we have way more restrictions. Like that's the other problem. Like you guys can do whatever the hell you want to do, which is awesome. That, I love that. I don't do real well with rules, as you can imagine. <laughs> or responsibility, as you've told me. If I give it to you, you won't do it. Yeah. It's, it's, when someone tells me to do something, there's a really limited chance I'm going to do it. But I if didn't I tell choose you to do it. I but if I choose you to do it, it, I'm going to do it a billion miles an hour. There was Drives no my wife crazy. Well, that, that, I, that I mean, that's, that's like marriage 101. If she tells you to take out the trash, you're like, no. But if you just go do it, yeah, it's different. All right. The last thing I had on my list, and we don't have to spend a lot of time on it, but, but we should address it since everything we've 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 been willing to embrace this so far. And I know you did it in the interview today, and we talked about it a couple weeks ago. Your carrots in your garden. Uh, I don't have carrots. Okay. But I should, because my kids like carrots. I should have carrots. <laughs> Bubba Wallace. Ah, uh, yeah. This is weird. Yeah, well, all caveats aside of being like it's an extremely strange story and all that aside. Good news, I think great news, was there was not a hate crime intended for him. Right, But didn't he argue that against that today or yesterday? No, he... He said he, it was still a noose, right? But, it, but he admitted it wasn't... He said, yeah, he said it was still a noose but admitted it wasn't intended for him. He, 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 he's been shown and accepts that it was, it's been there a while, but it's still saying it's a news, but it wasn't obviously put there because Bubba Wallace was there or they would even know Bubba Wallace was gonna be in that garage. Regardless of everything, how people are reacting, they're, they're equating this to the, Jesse Smollett, however you say his name, the actor that had all those issues in Chicago, right? That made the whole story up. The NASCAR moment with all of them behind him and supporting him and standing behind him, given everything that's happening in that sport with the Confederate flags, Black Lives Matter, was a huge step forward for NASCAR as a sport, regardless of what caused it to happen and showing the unity of those drivers and everybody that was in the pit crews behind him, whether or not this was intended for him or not, was a really powerful moment for NASCAR. I saw the moment. It was great. And it was, you know, heartwarming. It was everything that you wanted a moment to be. I just hope it doesn't get lost in 
the oh it's it's tarnished <laughs> like right. there's no denying it it's tarnished and but, but i but i wanted to say is like it shouldn't take it away completely yeah because and again but this is where i think people got lost and started attacking him the difference between him and the justice Mo- bubba didn't find the news bubba didn't report the news bubba didn't the say anything did, right like, correct it probably got leaked a little too early, right? Like stuff went out into the public probably a little too fast before they had all the facts, which leads to what now is becoming again a political divide. It's ridiculous. Like this shouldn't be. I don't know why everything is, is a political thing. It just drives me nuts. It, it shouldn't be political. It's like literally something bad happened or didn't happen, and whatever we move on. But I will say, kudos to the drivers and the crew people who stood behind him in that moment while thinking something bad happened showing like the unity of that sport where it's historically had a very bad reputation for certain things right yep. um just a, the cliche so i regardless of whatever transpired after that moment will probably be a moment even though again it's probably a little tarnished will be something that i think you'll see for a long long time that was cool i agree that was cool the moment was sweet the moment all that being said to tie this back to this podcast moments like those and the power that you have in our industry is not found anywhere else you know, we need sports those moments are what matters those moments are what makes sports different than everything else in the world and that's your answer to why you want to work in this industry when someone asks you we will leave on that note. Good podcast, good my friend. Good night and good luck. <laughs> oh, whoa, no. Whoa. We will Pearl Jam, baby. Yeah, we're gonna go watch I gotta go watch uh, Pearl Jam. Uh, and uh, do you have to sprinkle your garden with any kind of magic dust or something fertilizer. like that? Fertilizer. It's called you fertilizer. 80 years old, you know. <laughs> it's go called spritz fertilizer. Them. It's called fertilizer. I'm gonna go spritz them, give them a nice shot. You're not getting glow. a tomato. You're not getting a tomato. I don't want a tomato. Who doesn't want a tomato? I don't really like tomatoes, though. I do make my own marinara sauce. Yeah, they're Roma. They're for sauce making. Right. Oh, okay. Now you're getting into the variations of this. I can't deal with this anymore. I'll talk to you later. Goodbye.